hello hello to the uh second second episode yeah of the agent orange podcast um so i was listening to that song that should have played beginning of this episode was cannonball by the breeders uh the last episode um we had bloodstains by agent orange i felt like it was we felt like it was only necessary yeah i i think it's kind of interesting we were gonna originally just keep agent orange as like the intro song mm-hmm. weren't we yeah uh that you're hearing is uh justin hopkins my co-host oh, co-host oh, and brother and we also have another guest i'm not a guest though i'm i'm co-host with you let's let's no, get yeah. that straight not another guest we have our first guest yeah technically. our first guest and uh so our other brother christian hopkins looking like fucking robert we just had we just had a religious experience here yeah we just had <laughs> well, yeah, a we did. we did definitely have an experience for our topic today which is uh today we're doing the leprechaun film franchise um we felt well we uh we saw a couple of our favorite youtubers do leprechaun uh, like uh retro yeah mainly uh ryan hollinger on youtube yeah that dude did probably the best one i've ever seen he did sure, a everybody knows who that is yeah uh if you don't just look him up you'll figure it out i mean if you don't know what the leprechaun film i don't know what else to, if you don't know what leprechaun yeah, is i don't what know what the fuck you. are you doing here yeah uh, you clicked on this <laughs> <laughs> um you gonna be okay just sitting like that, Justin? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm fine. <laughs> Justin's laying on the ground as we speak. I think it's representative of how he felt today. Yeah. Um, but we are going to discuss the film franchise. Um, we don't know how we're going to break it down quite yet, because I think... Well, what I was thinking was, and you guys can fucking tell me if I'm wrong here, but we just take the ones that we think are our favorites, and then we just break it down. Mm-hmm. So, Liam, what's, what's your favorite? For me... I mean, I'd probably have to go with the first one, but that's just like logically speaking. <laughs> and also because I feel like it's obviously the, when it comes to all of them, it's the smoothest. It's the best. Uh, I mean, you haven't seen it in a while, have you? I know me and Christian watched it recently. I have not seen it in a hot minute. It's just, it's a lot smoother. You could tell they're, they're taking it very seriously compared to the other ones in the franchise that we'll get to. But um, the first one, they took it very serious and it had Jen Aniston in it, which yeah. is... She's like what twenty? Yeah, it's pre-Friends Jennifer Aniston, so it was really back when like nobody knew her. Yeah, and it uh, I mean, it has very forgettable characters, like they all pretty much do for the most well, part. Like Augie, the the of Mice and Men, Lenny, the Aldi's brand. <laughs> was that Aldi's his name? Brand Lenny. Yeah, they had the the character. They had uh, Augie, and then it was well, it was him, and then like a twelve-year-old boy. They were just best friends. Yeah, it's like four, George. Not weird at all. It was this forty-year-old man who like <laughs> he kept eating paint, and he's like best friends with this kid for some reason. Lead-based paint. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they pretty much, I think the whole premise behind the first one is, what, the guy, uh, there's a character, there's a man. Dan O'Grady. You remember his name. <laughs> Father O'Grady. <laughs> no shit, Father O'Grady. And he, what What? Did, what did he do? What did he steal his gold? He just he... went to Ireland and said, this is my gold. Yeah, and, and then fuck Le- you. Leprechaun appears, and uh, he does not take kindly to that, <laughs> that junction of Father O'Grady, and he... Uh, I think he, does he kill him or does he lock him in the? No, his name is just Dan O'Grady. He's not father. He's not like a, a priest or anything. <laughs> you should, where does father? There's like three priests throughout the whole film. Yeah, there is a play. lot of priests. I'll give you that. All right. How many more Irish stereotypes can we fit? Yeah, in yeah exactly. And this dude goes back to America, but like he's not. He's not in like L.A. He's not in New York. Where is he? They're in the. They're in Dakota. North fucking Dakota. North That's Dakota. Where the fuck he is. Which I think. I think they the, I, of all the places it, the Irish immigrants yeah. all went. He went to North Dakota. Because yeah. when I think Irish uh, 
mythos, I think, of North Dakota. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to read the Badlands. the Wikipedia plot of the first film, which Shoot. is Dan O'Grady uh, captures the Leprechaun, played by Warwick Davis, who we'll discuss oh, God. in a second. Uh, and while in Ireland, takes his gold and smother, uh, smuggles it back to his home in North Dakota, unaware the leprechaun has followed him. Confronting O'Grady and demanding his gold, the leprechaun is injured by O'Grady and sealed in a crate with a four-leaf clover. Though, before O'Grady can kill the creature, he suffers a stroke. <laughs> As most Irish men in their 50s do. Now, this, is a, uh, this, is, uh, this happens very often throughout the franchise where a screenwriter decides... That he is just going to take an, a loophole that is so apparent and so present. <laughs> so he's going to be like, oh, stroke. What stroke. do you know? Because that happens all the time. And then 10 years later, the Leprechaun is accidentally released by Tori, uh, Tori Redding. That's the character's name. Well, the thing is, you'd think is, he'd have the stroke as soon as he sees the Leprechaun. Yeah, you'd think. Like any normal human being would nope. on seeing it. Nope, he seals him in the crate, and then he has a stroke. And can we just talk about how goddamn ugly he is? Who, Warwick? Oh, Rumpel stilt skin looking. The Leprechaun, not oh, the yeah, actual Leprechaun, played by Warwick. He's a beautiful man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Leprechaun, they did a very nice job with that early 90s uh, special effects because they made him look rough. Dude, I, mean, I remember being like five and mom would take us to like the fucking movie store. And, uh, well, me because I was the only one born at that point. Yeah. But because, uh, anyways. So we would go to the movie store, and I remember physically feeling terror rile up from my fucking stomach up into my goddamn, like, head, and I would just, like, start to lose my mind with Just fear. seeing them. Just seeing it, like, I would turn my head away and put my hand up to avoid seeing the box, the fucking Causing VHS autonomic box. nervous system response. Yeah, like, I was just like, <laughs> uh, I... I, like, I would just, like, malfunction completely. And mom knew it, and she would just be like, all right, we'll just go to this aisle. We'll go around. <laughs> he's not, he's not real. He's not yeah, real. He's not, not real. real. Trying but, to think about it. <laughs> but that and Chucky yeah. used to scare the Chucky, dog piss Chucky out of Chucky, for me, that and uh, Leatherface. Chucky and Leatherface, for me, which is interesting because, honestly, the Leprechaun is ten times more terrifying to look at than Chucky. <laughs> but Chucky just always had that thing. Just his, well, I think he's it was that, like, innocent thing. Uncanny that, Valley yeah. thing. Yeah, unca yeah, you're right. Uncanny Valley. Uh, close to being human, but not there. Well, funny story. I, I think I understand why I was afraid of the leprechaun. So you guys remember Chief, who worked with Uncle Chris? Never. Uh, 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 yeah, I do. heard stories. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Is anyways, we're getting personal. We're getting personal here, but him, Dad, and Uncle Chris used to get high on acid, I believe, or LSD, some type of uh, drug. Hallucinogen. Basically, Chief told me uh, when I got out of the service and Chief. started working for Uncle Chris. Uh, so yeah, man, we used to get high as fuck, and I would go outside your window and be like, "I'm the leprechaun." He <laughs> would like hide in my closet and like purposely open the door slightly when the lights were off. <laughs> I'm like five, six, seven. Just let me torture this child. Yeah, just pure he white abuses trash. fears. Um. So, oh yeah, we also apologize again for any outside noise. Yeah, we're at Liam's place. Yeah, we're at stupid neighbor dogs. We're at the crib, so we're right in the, once again in the middle of town. Yeah, there's fucking trains. <laughs> um, so ten years later, after O'Grady has a stroke, trying to put away, trying to contain the the entity known as Leprechaun. Uh, ten years later, the Le Leprechaun is accidentally released by Tori Redding, who is Jen Aniston's character. Mm -hmm. And classic her, white person move. Yeah. <laughs> and cla classic survivor girl move 
and her new friends and go on a killing spree in search of his gold, which Alex and Ozzy, which are our uh, Lenny and George <laughs> characters, a 13-year-old boy and a 47-year-old man, um, they discover the gold. After the, And then, okay, well, the plot that they have in Wikipedia just skips. It just, it goes, they found it, and then Leprechaun reclaimed it, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's a fucking story. Yeah, well, that's pretty much all that happens, but there's think, a lot of good scenes. I think you're missing out on the part where Augie actually swallows a coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the Leprechaun performs emergency surgery on him mm-hmm. and removes it with his hand. There's also a scene where Leprechaun fights like seven cops at one point. <laughs> Beats all these cops. Just somehow. And then he also... He rides a little, his own little mini go-kart. There's the hospital scene where he's dressed as a nurse. Comes that's, out as a nurse. That's a different movie, Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's Leprechaun in Vegas. You're in my territory now. Right? <laughs> well, I thought I thought uh, in the first one, they go to the hospital. No, he's no, on no, a he wheelchair. he goes to a nursing home. He goes to yeah. Dan O'Grady at the nursing yeah, home. Yeah, he goes to Dan O'Grady at. at the nursing home. <laughs> And, uh, cause he's trying to, I still trying to lobotomize Dan O'Grady at the nursing home. <laughs> yeah. And the whole thing to me, it seems and like. And he jumps out to Jen Aniston in the, uh, he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They, uh, they do like a really, they, they shoot it like, like Hitchcock shooting vertigo when they're doing <laughs> this, this hallway scene inside this nursing home where he's on a, a wheelchair. It's like Muhammad um, Ali holding the yeah. camera shaking. <laughs> exactly. Which I thought it was funny because like it, this whole movie just seems like if you just give him his gold, he will leave you alone. But they just cannot they cannot fathom the fact that they would give him his gold. They can't comprehend the thought of just not having the gold. Yeah, I know. Which it, it defeats the whole purpose of the movie. If you just give him just give him his gold, he will stop trying to murder just murder you. But they, they don't get it. So, um, and then it ends with Leprechaun just falls into a well. I think. His skeleton falls into the well. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a lot of shit that goes down at the end, but we're, we're not going to cherry pick it for you. But um, you got to watch it yourself. It's it's that good. Yeah, but I think it's the best one just because it's smooth, it's clean cut, it's beginning to end. You could tell that they weren't really thinking of having an entire franchise. This is more just trying to they're trying to take everything serious. Well, it's their breakout movie, so they they got to yeah. put a lot of their heart into it, and it it did it just like Evil Dead One. It was it was something that. Had not a lot of funding, and it got out. And when it came out, it was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. The first film had a budget of one point six million. What's that box office looking like? Oh no, the budget was the budget was one million straight up. The box office is eight point six. Ooh. Which is that's a that's a big hit when it comes yeah. to a million dollar budget, especially in '93 when this came out, which was um, it's paying the bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that's really I think that. That uh, profit is what they thought. We could use thirteen more of these. <laughs> but um, yeah, the first I, I love the first film just because it's so clean cut and they know exactly they know exactly what they're doing the whole time. You have the young it's Jen Aniston. Scary. It's like, yeah, it's actually yeah. terrifying and it's funny too. There's a lot of scenes where you just have to laugh just at the like for its time. It was like legitimately fucking terrifying. Well, then mm-hmm. again, I'm also speaking as a scarred man child yeah <laughs> who watched it at a very young age i enjoyed tormented it. by adults pretending to be said monster 
I mean, we got monsters love, in their own right. You got to love a young Jen Aniston anyway. She was very, she's really good. She's by far, I think, the best actress in this whole. Franchise. I don't think she wants to talk about it though. No, <laughs> no, no. she <laughs> rather forget this whole thing. Yeah, this would happen. never happen. But her this career is began at Friends. Syphilitic right? fever dream. Yeah. Hey, without this, there is no Jen Aniston. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, this probably did get her noticed. Yeah, and it was starring Warwick Davis as Leprechaun, who, who is the fucking MVP of this whole goddamn series yeah man this, from willow we're talking about here yeah this yeah. man star wars he, uh what else um harry potter let me check his imdb but he he's in a lot of shit. he just did any movie with any little person ever yeah he did not give up for any of this uh for the first one the second one the third none of them really he, he just gave it his all he knew exactly what he's doing he's cool calm and collected he came professional as fuck every single day to shoot. Yeah, and keep keep in mind he's surrounded by amateur level, Awful. horrific actors. B actors, exactly. Not even. Not B, I would say like E level. Yeah. Actor. How off brand we talking? Like Kirkland? <laughs> yeah, I mean great value. <laughs> true value. <laughs> Not okay. even great true value. He has a huge. He has a huge uh, filmog- filmo- filmography. 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 Yeah. That is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> he has Return of the Evil. He's got like a big-ass filmography. All right? He's starting to sound like Dan O'Grady over here having a yeah. stroke. Yeah. He was in Return of the Jedi. A ton of Ewok. E- yeah, 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 a ton, yeah, a ton of Ewok. Ewok movies. Care Bear. He was, he was, uh, he was a young man. He was in, in Labyrinth. He was in Labyrinth? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, he was. He was in Willow. He was in Leprechaun 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. <laughs> and can I tell you, for... for for, for the life of me, I never put two and two together until I was like a teenager that uh, Willow was in fact Lupton the Leprechaun. And by the way, that's his fucking name in the series is Lupton. I've never seen uh, Willow. I didn't know it was directed what by Ron. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, are you. Directed by okay, Ron Howard and produced here. by George Lucas, and I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, it has Val Kilmer. That's why I've never seen it. <laughs> what? I hate Val Kilmer. Why? Mad Mardigan, dude? Yeah, Mad, Mad Mardigan. No, he was good. He was a okay. I mean, man in the cage. I've only I know, but I my introduction to him was through Heat, which he's like old and fat and Heat. No, he's not. He's he's handsome as shit in that. Are you talking about like uh? He's in Machete, right? Batman. Yeah, yeah I no one talks the, about that. He's though. in. He's in <laughs> that's when it ended. Yeah, Batman. he's in the one Batman. You don't was, need to think about that. <laughs> not even the Tim Burton one. It was uh, Joel Schumacher. But no, I don't. I, I've never seen Willow. Man, that's that's You're our really next podcast out. for a film, I think. Um, but Warwick was also in Phantom Menace. He was in New Adventures of Pinocchio. He's in Snow White, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. It's gonna say Harry Potter like three he was times in Ray, over. that movie uh, about Ray Charles with uh, what's his name Denzel Washington. He was in Harry Potter, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Harry yep. Potter, Harry Potter, Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Damn, how many Harry Potters are there? Harry Potter. There's, too many. There's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's too many of them. Jack and the Giant Slayer, Doctor Who. I mean, you can really see, he was typecasted, obviously. He was in Star Wars, he was in Force Awakens, uh, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, Solo. He knows where his money's at. And Rise of Skywalker. But, yeah, he's... By the way, Ray was not with Denzel Washington. It that was, was with... with uh, What's his? Yeah, it was not Jamie Fox. Yeah, Jamie Fox. <laughs> I was gonna say like that didn't sound right. Denzel Washington as <laughs> Ray Charles. That's Django, dude. Yeah. As soon as I heard it leave your lips, I was like, that 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 doesn't that's not right. <laughs> Same thing. You know, you're coming at me a little wrong here. Yeah. Um. So that was my favorite one. Um. There's six. We're doing. We're only gonna do the first six because they made two more later on, like ten years later. But without our boy. Yeah, 
Yeah. They're a little soulless. I mean, I, I think it's just, it's just cash grab. And also, he, re- he really characterized the the whole series with him because he gave it he gave it pretty much his all, and you could tell he actually gave a shit like, making um, these movies. I don't know, man. With Back to the Hood, like we just saw, that was his last one. though. Yeah, that was his last yeah. one. You could like, tell he's a little burnt out. As soon as we didn't hear any rhyming whatsoever, <laughs> like throughout the entire series, his his he whole just, fucking thing is every time he talks, he rhymes. Just about every time. And in this one, no rhyming whatsoever. Whatsoever. There's a lot less lines in this one too. Yeah, it's I would more agree killing too. and less talking. It's uh, more of like a. Uh, I think Ryan Hollinger said it was like a, a hack and slash, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did didn't we, seem right. Did we want to just break down our favorite ones, or did, we, did you want me to break down the plot for each one? Because you have to remember. Let's do our favorites first, and then. Yeah, because we'll our listeners yeah. are probably ears are probably bleeding at this point yeah. if they don't know what we're talking about. But. <laughs> Was something at if the you door. don't know what we're talking about, fucking watch that first one. Yeah, yeah just look it up. I don't know what to tell you. Get learnt. Yeah, there's really. I mean, I, they look cheesy and they fucking are, but uh, let's. Yeah, I know, right? It's the, it's <laughs> They're the first a bit cheesy, man. The first uh, voice crack of the uh, of the whole podcast series, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. By Justin, Justin Hopkins. Guys, mark the time. <laughs> what time is it? Nine ten. Nine ten in the p.m. Time of humiliation. <laughs> yeah. Nine ten p.m. Um, but these look really cheesy and they are, yeah. but the thing is, these are, I They're can't campy. tell you the last minute, we've had so much fun watching these, I think. You cannot watch these films and... It's because they know what they are. Yeah, yeah. You, you cannot go into them expecting anything besides what you're about to see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't be going into it with any preconceived notions, you just have to watch it and it... I Take mean, it as it is. Yeah, because when we were watching, uh, me and Christian watched the first one and part oh. four in one night. Oh, God. And part four, which is just a hell fucking... You don't need to watch them in order, just, just to let you know. Yeah. They're not, no, they're you not like to. that. None of them are in order whatsoever. <laughs> but part four, which is so bad, I still <laughs> found myself... <laughs> it, it just, I, it's one of those movies like The Room. It's just so bad, it's good. Yeah, I still found myself chuckling. And then I'd, I'd pinch myself and say, no, this is a bad movie. Bad movie. Well, Do not what, laugh. What's Justin's favorite? Yeah, which one's... Before uh, we jump into any favorite, of them. Uh, my favorite is Leprechaun in Vegas. Number that three. Is, uh, yeah, number part three. three. Part three came out in 95. It was the first of the series that was straight to DVD, which is... <laughs> Arguably... I don't minute, think you could see why. Because yeah, it, it came was, out in 95? Yep, it was the first one straight to DVD. No, so back then, uh, Young Grasshopper, there was... There wasn't DVDs. There was these things called VHSs. Straight to VHS. So it was straight to video is what yeah. it was called. Oh, bu- don't, same, sorry, man. Same concept. Don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> same concept. It was a shit-tastic movie that nobody wanted to <laughs> That makes it the so much worse that it went straight to VHS. There was a VHS. lot of those. Stephen King made like four or five of those back yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> um, but it was the first one straight to video. It was... Even though, which is funny though, because the one before it, I think, still made a decent profit for being. Uh, we should look up the numbers. Well, the first, the so well, ninety-four it, part it, two. It, uh, the budget was two point five million. For which and one? And for Leprechaun Three. Yeah, and what it make? And it, it holds a zero percent approval rating. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you cannot. You cannot. There are reasons for that, but we have, won't jump into those too much. You can't have any outside <laughs> opinions. You have to form oh, your okay. own. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because every video, so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It, the only people that make money are video the, sales. Yeah. See, if you un, if you start listening to what other people think about these movies, it's gonna ruin all of your judgment. Yeah. So don't listen to us. Just watch them for yourselves. Yeah. yeah honestly, but if you if this would be much better if you watch all of them and then listen to this. It, it is. It is such a good. <laughs> if you wanted to waste your time that. like that. 
they're just good fun. It's they're only not, 94 minutes? Yep. They're all about an hour and a half, hour yeah. 25. I mean, what else can you do in, yeah. with, with Leprechaun in more than an hour? Now, part two, which came out in 94, a year after 93, or a year after part one, which I assume is just them trying to, uh, you know, trying to catch on to the to the profit and, you know, the success that the first one had. The second one made $2.3 million in the box office. It didn't say what the budget was. I assume it was around the same, about a million. But it was also shot in, supposed to be in Los Angeles. I don't think they're in L.A. No, any I part do not think they're in L.A. Of the probably film. somewhere in Canada. <laughs> yeah, and the whole the whole plot for part two is just the leprechaun's trying to find a bride um, yeah, yeah, in yeah, Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, And must I, uh, I have to say, the these two lead actors that we deal with in the second film. Oh, man. <laughs> awful absolutely awful they are dog shit i do not know why or where well no, no what the school lead, they came the, from the 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 final girl the lead actress uh she was married she ended up marrying the the director i think yeah something like that the producer, producer. she's married to a producer or somebody some there's some so else of... would he convince her to star in that movie exactly <laughs> you like part three which is when a well let him explain it yeah if yeah, you want to explain the second. plot let me try i'm sure to find the uh synopsis there we go perfect oh, what is not that memorable oh, you can't man. remember any of it well no i just <laughs> it's your well, favorite, we watched though. it like two weeks ago um so in a las vegas pawn shop a decrepit old man with one leg and one <laughs> hand shows up and pawns the uh shop owner gupta with a statue wearing a medallion around its neck uh also known as the fucking leprechaun and uh the old man claims the statue is his good luck charm. Let's for not forget that he always travels around as a statue. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> most of the time he ends up as a. Most of the time he ends up as a statue wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. I do not like wearing these headphones. Yeah, I'm don't sorry. matter. <laughs> you want them, Christian? Nope. Yeah, there's. I don't know why people wear those. I don't mind them, but they get make them feel smarter. Yeah, I just need them so that we, I know what we're listening to. So basically, um, and I also want you to know that this part of the whole fucking movie where Gupta, the guy that owns the pawn shop, discovers basically that if you take off the medallion that the statue turns into the leprechaun. (laughs) This whole part is literally like a quarter of the whole fucking movie is just him and this leprechaun like just fucking each other over and like getting one over the other. In this pawn shop. Yeah. I think they just had to, I think they were like, hey, we have this set built and we didn't want to use it for one scene. So I think we're just going to have it pop up. Yeah, we forgot the first 10 pages of the script. Yeah, I accidentally threw those away. So just, just, (laughs) you know, freehand it. And it was all a dream. Improv that shit. Also, he beats the fuck out of this pawn shop owner, Gupta. Yeah, he fucks him up. He bites off part of his ear. Uh, he bites his toe off all within like the first five minutes of meeting him. And then for some reason, they become friends again. Yeah, somehow and they end up tur- like, talking to each on. other. Uh, okay, so... And as Christian knows, in the first two films, there is several beyond stereotypical Jewish and uh, black men. Oh my God. That are beyond... I mean, they the really stereotypes in these movies are the stereotypes. It was yeah, it was the '90s, but it was it, they're they're sickening now. They're products and, of their time. Let's ex- just say that exactly. It's it's really degrading. But you, if you just you have to look over it and just understand where you know what the time was, what the budget was. Um. So to me, part two and three are are on the same wavelength. They seem like very similar movies. It's just that they changed up the setting and slightly changed the plot. Yeah, three is way funnier though. I yeah. mean, it's got that weird science thing going on with Android. They really found their oh man, and they I killed a mob boss. Scene. They yeah, really let f- me let me get to it. They really found their niche in uh, part three, 
And they also... It was a campy, like, slasher with uh, comedy. Yeah, I was about to say... Kind of like Evil is, Dead 2. It's hilarious. It's a bit of slapstick mixed in with violence. Warwick Davis, in part three, may have given... I mean, it, may have, may, it might be the best performance of the whole thing. He is absolutely yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I would say so, too. It is one-liner city. <laughs> he does not give in at any point. He constantly is just shooting him out. Um... Justin, if you could find the plot, I'll look up some one-liners. <laughs> well, just... one point during the movie, they uh... they find out that the fucking uh, the leprechaun's terrified of the uh, the medallion yeah. because it can like turn him into a statue. It has powers against him. Yeah, that's uh, uh they do they revolve the plot a lot around different subjects that they bring up just out of nowhere. It seems like every movie has a different weakness. It seems like exactly. They, 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 except for the clovers. Those are all around universally that, that just hurts his shit. Yeah. They never, uh, they, they don't have any continuity. So eventually, uh, the pawn shop owner gets like shot by a cherub statue, mm. which the leprechaun makes real with magic somehow. <laughs> and, uh, the leprechaun goes out and movie. explores Las Vegas and he hangs out with, uh, an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> And uh, he makes fun of a magic guy's act. He tears off a uh, a marketing guy's finger for his ring. For pulling this trick, I'll chop off your dick. <laughs> that that is one of one of the many rhymes. Warwick's stylized rhymes. Yeah. So, anyways, there's a a girl who like is the uh, what do you call it the assistant for a, a, a magician. Mm-hmm. And if that's uh, even a real she's, job. Like parked on the side of the road because her her, uh, her car's all fucked up. And uh, the lead guy, uh, Scott, pulls up. I guess he's in Vegas visiting for some reason. And uh, he picks her up and he takes her to work. And he's immediately infatuated with her. Um, but he goes into a casino, which is where she performs. And he can't resist gambling, so he plays at the tables. After losing all of his money at the roulette wheel, Scott goes to the local pawn shop uh, to pawn his watch where he discovers the pawn shop owner dead on the floor. While calling for police, Scott unknowingly finds and takes Leprechaun's coin and is given one wish. Or no, no, no. Scott Scott works with his uncle in that limousine that's, that's thing. Two. Is it? Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's Leprechaun 2. Uh, they're, they're that forgettable. That's because you were fucking asleep for most <laughs> to goddamn To me, they're not forgettable. It's I work just nights, that... so you can just eat my ass. <laughs> To, to me, they're not forgettable as much as just two and three are just so similar in the way that they're yeah. shot, the way that it's located, because they just all they did was change cities, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, he doesn't need a bride anymore, he just wants his gold again, <laughs> which is like, all right, Tom, what's his, what's his, uh, what's his motivation? Money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like money. money. <laughs> he really is just an Irish Mister Krabs, isn't mm-hmm. he? <laughs> <laughs> He's not Clancy Brown, but I like money. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, the pawn shop owner discovers that uh, what leprechauns are through the computer. By the way, 1995 computer dial-up, pretty fucking yeah. awesome. That whole scene is just hilarious. I'm just looking at the picture of uh, him with the Elvis impersonator when oh, he man, does. I love that. He does. He the does hip thrusts. Yep, he does the hip thrust and the fucking p- finger point. <laughs> so, anyways, eventually Scott. Gets bitten by the leprechaun. Oh no! Oh yeah, this yeah. is the one. Yeah, this is the one oh. where he uh he slowly uh, go ahead go ahead. He, he slowly <laughs> starts to turn into a fucking leprechaun. We're, we're getting werewolf mythology mixed up with leprechauns now Which for I think some is reason. Just awesome. He start for some reason. I guess when you get bitten by a leprechaun, the first thing that happens is you get a unibrow. 
Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, get a unibrow. unibrow and you start getting you start getting real schmeagly. And you start growing hair in weird places. <laughs> Your blood is Oh yeah. When he goes to the doctors, uh when he goes to the, the ER, he goes to the ER because he like gets He's all fucked up. Yeah, he's all fucked up. And they do like an EKG, they, they like take his uh blood tests and stuff like that. It's all and, green. By the way, there's like a mini thing, like a mini essay by the doctor on like how insurance how they fuck people over on insurance somehow yeah but uh explaining in the health system his, his uh his ekg and it's just a bunch of like leprechaun like dancing like on a fucking piece of paper <laughs> i do love they really for the first uh for not for the first film but mainly for two and three they really leaned into what they could do to to make it funny and I like it because they had those cutscenes where it's like, for no reason, they would just have Warwick uh, pretending to do like TV advertisements. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my fucking just cut, God. They would just cut to it just to fill time, I guess. But it's just him pretending to be a medium or he's pretending to be a he's, banker. He's making fun of that one famous a, lady in the 90s. In one of them. Yeah. In one of them, he's a... Praise the Lord. Praise <laughs> Lord. He's a televangelist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a televangelist. Like, if, if, you, you, if you haven't seen him, you really need to. Just because it's a good laugh. And also, if you just look up even just um just the best scenes from them. Are they, yeah, I would it's just hilarious. But not gonna lie, there's pretty good kills. Yeah. I mean, the way they killed the mob boss, they showed the commercials that he saw on the TV, and he, he didn't even notice them. Yeah, and then he didn't out of the leprechaun? TV, out That's of the what? TV came a really pretty woman with and the most '90s boobs I yeah. have ever fucking seen in my life. And by the way, also <laughs> we must uh, preface by also saying that uh, there's a lot of ways the screenwriters use magic since it's a leprechaun they use magic to bail themselves out for instance like when they kill this guy they somehow what do they do they make they, they, they make turn this... the, the lady comes out of the tv and she like pretty much gives him like a strip tease yeah it's one of those and like pay-per-view things where she like... comes out of the television <laughs> yeah like the ring except you know blonde yeah, actually, yeah, blue it's, air it is like the ring it's exactly it like the ring she's blonde with blue eyes you know pretty before the ring came out so <laughs> you tell me who's fucking stealing <laughs> But she she turns into like a robot thing, some weird science looking well, no, no, fucking he animatronic. Only sees, but then like it, it all comes crashing, it all comes crashing down when he starts putting his face in her boobs. Yeah. And then like you you slowly some, like it, it, it the the camera peels back and you just see like it's just like fake boobs on like a robot thing. Yeah. And then it like have you ever it, seen Weird Science? <laughs> it's literally like that, except she's some animatronic horror show. <laughs> yeah. Animatronic horror, literally. Uh, how how does she kill him? I think she just electric electrocutes him. Honestly. I don't recall. I think she like bashes his fucking brains in or something like that. That Who was knows? all we know is he dies in a horrible way. Yeah. Part two the has way one that of my a person should not die. <laughs> Part two is one of my favorite kills, and that's the lawnmower one. Oh man, where they have the lawnmower deck Dude, sitting the up. The amount of TNA in in this series surprised yeah. me. Like I did not expect that at all. I didn't expect. Uh, well, honestly, I mean, there wasn't really that much. I mean, two and three, there's some nudity. And there's like good kills, but for the most part, it didn't seem that like. I don't know, man. In, in seemed more hood, cheesy than anything. In the hood had the fly girls. Yeah, in the hood's different. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even got there yet. <laughs> um, it's a whole thing on itself. But yeah, part two, there's great kills like the one where, which is exactly like we we're just seeing in part three, where the girl comes out of the TV. In part two, the leprechaun somehow makes this guy uh, think makes that there's him, like, a hallucinate. Yeah, makes him hallucinate and think that there's a smoking there's a smoke show it's in the front lead, of him. The le- <laughs> The but, lead, the lead girl. Yeah, he thinks it's the lead actress who um, thinks he's putting his face into a pair of tens. Yeah, <laughs> he thinks that he's about to uh, motorboat. 
Um, but then child. he puts his face into, it turns out to be a lawnmower deck. Yeah. You have experience <laughs> yeah. with those, don't you, Liam? Over at Hopkins Small Engine, you can get any kind of fucking... We're going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> you cut, cut your out. finger on one of them, didn't you? We were going so good, and then you guys had to go do this. <laughs> Come on, that's funny as fuck. We can't begin personal. Yeah, but imagine you're listening to this, and we're just fucking... You're like, ah, you... We're going to you know, cut you explaining this out. You know, right? you know Steve would have liked that, and everybody's like, who the fuck's Steve? Grandpa fucking, like, sues us for mentioning fucking Small Engine. Yeah. All right, boys, I'm sorry, but... My lawyer will talk to your lawyer. <laughs> Sounds funny as fuck to me. Yeah, I no. think so. I don't know what hop- I don't know who Hopkins Small Engine is. <laughs> you don't have to know. I live, I live in Montana. <laughs> so after the uh, lawn, so yeah, he pretty much gets fucking decked by a a lawnmower deck. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Not funny with that. So three's your favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three three Why three is three why is three your favorite one? Uh just because it's in Vegas and it's just it's the like most cheesy setting you can get for it's it's like Flintstones and then like Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> yeah. It's like totally different cast. I think that just because you change the setting to something exotic all of, all of a sudden it's a great movie. No, just not the case. The CGI is horrible in every single oh, one. Man. Justin, I don't want to pop your bubble, but I'm going to go ahead and say that they didn't shoot in Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to go out in a whim. Oh, we'll, we'll give that away. They yeah. probably like shot in Reno the or three, something. The Toronto. The $300,000 budget or whatever it was. But uh, going back to the story, eventually uh, the leprechaun... Uh, what's the fucking... Hang on, let me pull up the synopsis. Okay, so eventually um, he fights off the leprechaun werewolf thing guy mixture yeah and he eventually uh helps the girl who he helped out in the beginning um kill the leprechaun by setting him on fire (laughs) dude it's such a convoluted plot there's a whole like side quest thing with like two really scummy uh the magician that the 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 chick works for oh yeah uh this like the bodyguards come up a couple different times. Like, yeah. like his gold has this effect on your luck and your yeah, skill yeah, yeah, yeah. and your charisma, and they abuse it and, of course, pay for it with their lives. <laughs> yeah, because that's how the leprechaun gets in Scott's life from the from the get go. Is uh, Scott all of a sudden comes into his having one of his coins by getting it from the pawn shop, mm-hmm. and he bets on something, and uh, the coin gives him good luck to get money, so he starts making money. He's making it big like yeah, Rain Man. He's making it real big. And uh, the, the casinos not take very kindly to that. No, and that's where that mob boss guy comes in, but he gets killed by the robo lady. Mm-hmm. And when Dude, I s- there's no continuity with this fucking and when I s- I'm describing right now. Yeah, when I say cliche... It's free game for anything. When yeah. I say cli- cliche stereotype gangsters i mean they are yeah jersey accent in the middle of las vegas for yeah. no reason uh ace rothstein just <laughs> nikki santoro just beyond stereotypical but i mean i guess what are you, what are you gonna do he's very clearly italian <laughs> very clearly gonna go on a whim not a rocket scientist not a rocket scientist <laughs> and of course what? the way the leprechaun works is it's like vampires and werewolves if you kill the head one whoever's infected with it just becomes better yeah and they yeah, lose yeah, yeah. they lose the accent they gained 20 minutes ago yeah because as soon as the leprechaun is killed in uh three he immediately turns back to to being a normal human 
and he goes from being like Schmeagle from Lord of the Rings, you know, bald, or, or he's like covering like weird hair yeah, and he's yeah, all yeah, fucked he up hair. looking. He looks like a yeah. werewolf, like at part one of the phase where you just start getting hairy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the effects though, the effects never really take a hit in the first three. They always, are there, I mean, the CGI is horrific when they have it, but the actual like uh, special practical effects are actually done very well. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting, but that's also this was also during the whole 80s and 90s horror kick. They apply them okay, and they don't look too bad for the time. Yeah, and it's it's literally just a creature feature. It's that's a totally different story when we hit number four. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, but before we discuss, I want to ask Christian which one his favorite is. Yeah, what's your is. favorite, well, man? that's what I was going to say was number four. Number four is your favorite. my favorite just because of how ridiculous and stupid it is. Now, part four is... Now, hear me out. Like, a lot yeah. of really bad, good movies, it has a character to it. But it's just so goddamn awful with everything they do in it, and it's it's just horrible. Now, Leprechaun Part Four in Space came out in 1997, which Jesus is Christ, the year I was born. And this was the longest. <laughs> yep, year he was born. This is the longest uh, time between because the first three films came out in the f- three years straight. So then they took a two-year break to get production and the crew and rap to record part probably, four. They were all probably in rehab, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably were like, please, no. And they got Are you War- sure you want to make this movie again? Yeah, they they wrote Warwick a fat check because he... he Warwick acts his heart out in the first three. I mean, he really does not I mean, not he acts his heart in. out in this one, too, but... Yeah, but in the first three especially because there's so much hope and glimmer for this franchise still. And Warwick goes all Don't balls. Don't give him that much credit, come on. No, he goes balls to the wall, man. Because he's the only... Uh, if you take Warwick out, this mo- these movies are unwatchable. Yeah, I agree. Unwatchable. Read the Rotten Tomatoes. I'm pretty sure none of them have anything over 50. I mean, yeah, horrific. <laughs> over 50%. <laughs> yeah, and so part four, they're in space. I watched this. Yeah, that's all you need to know. It's in space in 97 with a budget of about $300,000. You tell me what's going to happen. So CGI wasn't really that good back then to no. begin with, unless you're a giant budget movie like event horizon which is amazing you should watch that yeah um yeah. it's worth the time i've seen event horizon lawrence fishburne really good um but i mean the cgi with four was it was horrific it was like a burger king commercial from <laughs> 1990s i mean it was just <laughs> the, the pixelated op- polygons yeah. all over the place the opening looked like a student project from the year 85 like it looked <laughs> good like for 85 it looked and it's 97 it's rough let's just say it's fucking rough um i don't I, I, I'm gonna be honest I cannot I watched this whole movie um, I watched the whole thing me and Christian did I still cannot recall anything about the plot I have no idea what happened <laughs> I, I, I feel like I don't know there what was happened. a space princess in there somewhere yeah but I, I feel like they watched aliens and they just took that yeah and applied it to the leprechaun universe now this one has 14% rotten tomatoes oh that's right there are space marines in it isn't there yeah there's colonial space marines but, um, there's a space princess who's an alien, but she's a human for some reason. The budget was $1.6 Another blonde girl, you know. $1.6 1.6, but for a space film, that's I mean, nothing. the interiors were probably shot in some some room made from stainless steel plates. Yeah, and the grating. whole... Yeah, the, all the setting looks like they just put up sheets and, and then just like... Uh, uh, stainless steel up and they're like this is the future <laughs> and mo- most of the most of the movie is him just saying really corny rhymes while these yeah. b actors from you know they're canadian b actors just like goosebumps you know but they're just horrible horrible actors and they're just saying these really bad lines and the only really saving grace of the movie is warwick with yeah. his rhymes and one-liners and of course the the very the classic scene in the movie is uh 
after one of the Marines has sex with somebody who's been scratched by him. <laughs> oh, yeah. By, by the leprechaun. No, no, no. The leprechaun, uh, doesn't he turn into like an STD? If you'd let me explain. Oh, okay. Sorry. Th- this guy oh, has right. sex with another Marine. And when he goes to pee, he pees out the leprechaun in the form of an STD, which is probably the funniest fucking part in the movie. What? And that's no, the only no. memorable he, part. He, here, I got uh, it right here. Okay, yeah, Liam. You, yeah, you pull it up, Liam. It. So in 2096, <laughs> You've been waiting you tell me so about my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. In 2096. 2096. 2096. On a remote planet, uh, the leprechaun courts a princess named Zarina in a nefarious plot to become king of her home planet. The two agree to marry, with each partner planning to kill the other after the wedding night in order to enjoy the marriage's uh, benefits. A peerage for the... Uh, for the leprechaun, the leprechaun's gold and jewels for the princess. Undisturbed. Uh, a platoon of space marines arrive on the planet and kill the leprechaun for interfering with mining operations. Mining operations. <laughs> Luckily, or uh, Lucky, ch- who's Lucky? Okay, One of the marines. Okay, yeah. Lucky tries to steal gold, but gets killed by the leprechaun with a lightsaber. Rightfully so. So there's lights. It's not a lightsaber. Yeah. You can't say that. Star Wars is going to sue the fuck out of you. Yeah, by the light wand. It's a sword laser sword by the laser sword <laughs> um, trademark a grenade explodes and kills the leprechaun gloating over the victory one of the marines kowalski mm, yes urinates on the polish guy urinates on the leprechaun's body unbeknownst to kowalski as one does yeah unbeknownst to kowalski the leprechaun's spirit travels up <laughs> up his urine stream and into his penis where his presence manifests as gonorrhea <laughs> so he pissed on he pissed on the leprechaun's body and leprechaun gave him gonorrhea which is actually just the leprechaun's spirit living inside his uh, gall bat- he bladder trans- apparently he trans he he, tra- he ascended you know from physical to the spirit form like like yoda does mm-hmm. and he just ascended force. into this man's testicles as an std to yep. later come out <laughs> and re- reappear so uh, the Marines return to their ship with the injured Serena, whom they plan to return her to their to her home world to establish a uh, positive diplomatic relation. Uh, the ship's commander, the cyborg Doctor Mittenhand, Doctor oh Doctor Mittenhand, who, he's German, of course. He's a German man. He has he's your uh, classic Full Metal Jacket, uh, Arlie, um, Ermy. Was that his last name? Yeah, Emery. Um, Ermy. Yeah, just a complete badass drill sergeant type. Um, but the but he for some reason half of his head is just uh, uh what, it, what like a dome of steel. He's like a cyborg. Yeah, he's supposed to be a cyborg, but the only thing that's uh the only thing robotic about him is just he has a metal plate inside of his head. He's like a GI Joe who's come to life. Yeah. Um. But credit to the effects coordinator, whoever is doing this. Cause no, they, there's no credit to anyone <laughs> doing a, a effects in this movie because they're horrible. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I think the budget had something to do with that, obviously, but. Um, so the cyborg, Dr. Minthan, explains his plans to use Zarina's regenerative DNA to recreate his own body, which was mutilated in a failed experiment. Elsewhere in the ship, the leprechaun violently emerges from Kowalski's penis violently. Af- after he is aroused during a sexual act. Oh, my bad. I, I knew there was sex somewhere in this movie because yeah. there has to be in from the last two in this one. Yeah, and the Marines hunt the leprechaun who outsmarts them and kills them, uh, kills most of the crew in gruesome and absurd ways. Kind of like they they took it away from Alien, where he's kind of just he yeah. pops around and kills people. There's actually some decent kills in this movie, though. I'm not gonna lie, especially towards the end. Um, no, it's it's yeah, it's good and campy and all that. Yeah, 
While pursuing, while pursuing Zarina, the Leprechaun injects uh, Mittenhand with a mixture of Zarina's Zarina DNA Who and fucking the, cares. <laughs> yeah, DNA <laughs> and the re- remains of a blended scorpion and tarantula. Okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read this. I can't I read everyone this. Everyone else is done with the movie too when yeah. they got to that part. There's so much left. Um, but anyways, so. Yeah, the, you get the doctor it. becomes this horrible abomination, this genetic yeah. abomination. Uh, Mittenhand wants to use the chick's uh, Zarina's DNA, and Leprechaun just—he want—he's killing everybody. And then at the end, the ending sequence is utterly insane because this man turns into—he turns into a giant sp- spider scorpion. Yeah, a giant spider scorpion for some reason. It's—they um, were really trying to like—they uh, went out there with it. Yeah. Well, what's that? Uh, the guy that made the fly. Oh, um, well, they had Goldblum in it, but... Or... Yeah, but they were trying to go for, like, the body horror. Oh, it's 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 right on the tip of my tongue. it was Carpenter, wasn't it? No, it, no, was it wasn't. No, it was Carpenter. Cronenberg. Cronenberg, Cronenberg. Yeah. there you go. They were really trying to channel their inner Cronenberg with this fucking uh, Dr. Mittenhand spider abomination. He was yeah, this but... effeminate German doctor man who really isn't even a man. man. Yeah. He was a head and torso built into a computer. But like the, a horrible abomination yeah. he is, and they just made him even worse by injecting himself with the DNA from that lady, and he became this Cronenberg-esque monster <laughs> and rightfully died. Yep, they called him Mitten Spider. Mitten Spider! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like such an innocent thing. I know. It sounds like a comic that like a seven-year-old would write, and then these people were like, this would make an amazing film. Mitten Spider by <laughs> Justin <laughs> Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god syphilitic fever dream of a movie yeah so why is this your favorite one uh because i mean if you really want to kill like an hour and a half yeah and you don't want to think or anything you, you just want to you just want to giggle and yeah. goof off it's it's just it's got that funny it, it's got that for me it's like evil dead 2 set the standard for slapstick and horror and i can see that. it this one's more or less a comedy more comedy than a horror compared to yeah. like three, which was a really good mix. This one's just real more slapstick, and I don't. know, I kind of enjoy the shitty rhymes that he does throughout oh, the yeah. whole series. Oh, they're I love those. They're I not th- really shitty. They're really good rhymes. No, they're good. I really the uh, for me it just seems so. <clears throat> I think it was too early. I think if they did this in like oh two with the same budget, they could have done a lot. Any any time after any time after ninety nine ninety seven. Any time after nineteen ninety nine. When the CGI could have been any yeah. better. I mean, you look at Jurassic Park, which was, what, 93? Yep. Was it? Yep. And Jurassic Park had the budget of... That still looks beautiful. Yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park had like yeah. a 50 million. It holds up today, and it's, you know, 30 years later almost. I think Leprechaun had the... This does not hold up whatsoever. Well, I think they just got the shit end of the stick of being uh, a, a, a low long, budget. Well, also just a low budget long franchise that came after the... 80s boom of those kind of movies they're they're, they're barely making enough money on each one to make yeah. the next one because like friday the 13th and uh nightmare on elm street those were low budget slasher films with some comedy but the thing is those were made when they were that was what everybody wanted these movies were made when there was too much of them well it shows the excess of what they had yeah but the first one they really they really got lightning in the bottle but if you're yeah. like us and you love these kind of movies you learn, you know, you learn to love the other ones. Well, you grow up with them, and they have a little bit of character to them. Mm-hmm. So they are really shitty movies, though. I mean, the ones oh, after oh, one are pretty shitty. They're horrible. One is the only real good one. 
Yeah. And that one's pretty goofy as it is. Yeah. One is on the same wavelength as, I mean, what, what can you, it's a creature. How feature. else can you exploit little people? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. He was like, Hey, how can we make, how can we take a little person and make them scary? Leprechaun. <laughs> make him a leprechaun. How else can we make them look ridiculously yeah, that really childlike? Was just the era of making shit like little shit like scary. You know? Yeah. This was also, this is 93, which was, I Puppet think master. Yeah. This was about five years after child's play, which I think is that, uh, that's like the top of the food chain when it comes to like, dolls yeah if you know what i mean when it comes yeah when it comes like puppet master or any of those or especially like leprechaun it was child's play the first one which is actually a remarkably great film the first one yeah it's made very well and i think this is kind of capitalizing on that because this is after part a child's play three came out so i think they're like we got to do this now while this (laughs) thing's still relevant strike while the iron's hot exactly and we got to make three in three years (laughs) (laughs) these buns are hot get them out of the oven yeah so then after part four, which I, I would delve more in the plot for people listening, but there's really, you can look it up and read it. You will, your eyes will burn trying <laughs> to read after the second paragraph. It gets so confusing so quick. And, but the thing is, if you read the plot, convoluted, and, ridiculous. Yeah. If you read the plot, you go, what? Cause when you watch the movie, you don't know what's going on at any time. But Listen, then we, the, the guy who wrote the script was obviously coked up at two in the morning and just didn't know what he was doing or where he was going yeah. with it. He was hallucinating. Yeah, so after part four, we have In the Hood. Three years later, in 2000, uh, another directed video This one is probably directed DVD at this point. Or was, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I was born in 02, so was 2000 still, this is still all VHS for the most part? I think VHS was starting to get cheap around that point, right? Uh, it's hard to say. Um... It definitely wasn't in theaters. The first two were the They distinctly... still had VHS for all the way up until like Nemo, and that came out in what, 2003? The last yeah. movie to come out on Finding Nemo? VHS was A History of Violence, and that came out in 2006. <laughs> that was the last time a movie was made for VHS. Yeah, I think DVD started to catch on like 03, 04. That's when they were like peak... Like, okay, everything's now going to be turning into DVD. Yeah. And uh, they still had, like, the mix over because they knew that uh, older people probably wouldn't get um, DVD players right away. But, yeah, uh, as far as I know, I think DVDs started being a thing in, like, uh, I want to say, like, 2001. That's that's what feels right to me. I'll look it up. You, you knew you were rich when your mom's minivan had a DVD player oh, in it. Oh, man. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you'd be watching SpongeBob in the back of that bitch. Well, going for to the, the grocery lo- store. Yeah, for the longest time, during the 90s especially, VHS tapes were like $70 a piece. What? Yeah, they were. They were, Um, I mean, I wasn't there, but from what I've heard and also working in the video store, I worked in family video. Not a big deal. But uh, by 2002, yeah. about 80 million DVD players had been sold, making it the fastest adopted consumer yeah. electronics device ever. By 2003, DVD rentals had surpassed VHS rentals for the first time, and the players could be had for about $100. You'd be your hot shit if you had the uh, VHS DVD combo. Oh man! <laughs> or if you had the one with the built-in in the TV. Yeah, because in the 90s, the VHS was, especially for video stores, they would only buy like one VHS copy. And so they would make it, they would have to buy it for like a hundred dollars before returning. Yeah. Cause you would have to rent it. And it was like, you know, it was like what, five bucks to rent. But the thing is, you know, they would get it for like a hundred dollars. So if you took it and didn't return it, the late fee was like 50 bucks. And that's how like Blockbuster and all of them, you know, slowly faded out. It's because their late fees are so damn high. Cause the VHS has cost so much. 
yeah, DVD changed VHS that, but... was completely uh, done away with by 2008. Yeah. Like, they stopped making VHS players and all that stuff. Well, I know nobody bought any of these fucking movies on VHS or DVD. <laughs> Dude, somebody fucking did, because they kept making them. Well, VHS, that, that was all the 90s. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's just edit this part out, huh, Christian? About... No, we're not. We're having a good fucking conversation about VHS tapes. Yeah, you're right. So in 2000... Don't give me that face. In the year 2000, year of our law... Law! Uh, <laughs> praise the law! Yeah. Praise Le- the law. Leprechaun Part 5 in the hood came out. He was an injury lawyer in one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. 1-800-GET-MONEY-FOR-YOU or yeah. something. Um, Man, dude, I wish we could fucking... Pull that up. Well, I wish we had a. Uh, we don't have. I apologize to the listeners again. This is the third time I apologize. Yeah, we're not. We're not the Joe Rogan podcast. So yeah, we don't have we don't video production value. We don't have video quite yet. If we did, we would show you all of these, and mm-hmm. it would be so awesome. But uh, just you could look up and find them. They're they're amazing. But so in two thousand part five in the hood came out, and to say it's a black exploitation film would be. Uh, that would. That's is basically what it is. It? Yeah, it's it's essentially it's it's just very. Well, it starts out in the seventies. Yeah, and I think the best thing about it is they have Ice T. Ice T, the rapper. And he has an afro, and he pulls a baseball bat out of it. He pulls a knife out of it. <laughs> he pulls a pick out of his hair and stabs the leprechaun. The leprechaun. Okay, so is I'm gonna get the plot up just because. I don't recall exactly how the events unfolded in the it's that forgettable the first well in the fir- in the intro because they go back it's the seventies, but I don't remember anything past that. What was Ice T's name in the movie Mac Daddy or something like that? <laughs> his name was I think it was Mac Daddy yeah Mac Daddy some, T. Some stereotype name. Let's see. Yeah, so Leprechaun Part Five. Pull a fucking mini into hood out of his hair. Yeah, gun. <laughs> So this was also okay. This was direct to video, two thousand. It's the last film. Of course, it's direct to video. Yeah, it's the last film to be released by uh, Trimark Pictures, which disbanded no one. So this is one of their last two raws. So it's in L.A. again. Mac Daddy Onassis, <laughs> last name Ice T, and his friend Slug discover a room full of gold along with a leprechaun that has been kept as a statue by a medallion on its neck. Mac Daddy takes a gold flute. But Slug removes the flute. The, yeah, he takes a gold flute, musical instrument. It's in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but Slug Magical removes flute. Yeah. Slug removes the medallion, freeing the leprechaun, and is killed. Though Mac Daddy traps it once more. Then twenty years later, we have our group of rag uh ragtag uh it's supposed to be like hood kids. It's very stereotypical, very uh exploiting. Just like these poor actors are put into I mean, it's such bullshit, but... Yeah. <laughs> they uh, take them. There's supposed to be... There's three of them. There's Postmaster P. They're wannabe rap artists in modern-day... I'm assuming it's like Compton-type area in L.A. It, it Very, was definitely supposed to be like portrayed as, as L.A. Yeah, it says it's L.A. Uh, the, rap, the wannabe rap artists named Postmaster P, Stray Bullet, and Butch. And let, let me just tell you, the, the songs that they sing are like... It's like kids' bop. You could tell <laughs> Christian yeah. rap. You could tell that it was definitely a white producer writing the raps or something. They are horrific. It was an old man they, writing these. Yeah, they tell nothing of struggle at all. Um, so they want to well, be no, rappers. Uh, they're they're trying to be positive. Yeah, that yeah, that's the thing. They're trying to be positive. Yeah, but, that's the whole spin on it. So, um, so 
Okay, it says that our you know Postmaster P, Stray Bullet, and Butch have their speaker destroyed while at an audition. After failing to sell a guitar at, to a pawn shop owner, again these damn fuck these damn pawn shop owners. It's always a pawn shop guy. Yeah, the pawn shop owners' names are Jackie D and Chow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stray Bullet manages to convince Mac Daddy, now a successful record producer, to pick them up. Of course. However, he drops them when Postmaster P refuses to make his music more aggressive. This is the plot line. Positivity, yo. Yeah, this is way before. Uh, yeah. What's his name? The rapper that's logic. All about positive logic. Yeah, this yeah. is way before logic was a thing. And keep in mind, if you take away the initial intro with Leprechaun, this movie's just a Hallmark movie. Yeah, kind it's of. It's completely. There's no. I mean, there's cussing and stuff, but like, there's no real any. There's no sus, su- like substance to the Leprechaun's appearance. There's no reason why he's there. Um. So they just put they, they thought to make this movie and they're like how do we insert the leprechaun into this yeah how can we fit him in here so as revenge hey, you, you guys know what would sell this movie <laughs> put the leprechaun in it <laughs> yeah. it's a, a circle and a square peg hole hey Warwick, Tom, i got an idea <laughs> Warwick, what are you doing sunday <laughs> yeah we, we know you don't got any movies lined up yeah you're gonna read this script we know you just 2000 fin- yeah you just <laughs> finished phantom menace you got nothing going on so as revenge for not picking them up uh, the friends, who is you know the rap group Postmaster P and them, and friends, they break into Mac Daddy's office and steal his magic golden flute, which made him famous because yep. he's not really good at rapping. And uh, they accidentally free the leprechaun in the process. Well, no, doesn't the flute like make people? Uh, it makes them like zone out, right? It makes it's like the Pied Piper. Yeah, it's like something giving like them that. A Xanax, they just you know. But yeah, it makes people pay attention to whatever you're doing. It makes them like you. Yeah. Um. So they accidentally free the leprechaun. The leprechaun hunts the friends in order to... I like how they're just called the friends. In order to recover his stolen flute, which places... uh, Okay, here it is. His stolen flute, which places listeners of its tune in a euphoric trance. Yeah, yeah. After killing Reverend Hanson, Jackie D, and Chow, the DJ artists, and and the transvestite Fontaine... Oh, Oh, God, I forgot about this. I loved... Okay, so... They just skim over it here in the plot, but there is a transvestite named Fontaine. I don't recall how how she appears or like why she why she's there. In the plot. She's just like partying with them at one point, and then they were, they were at a party, and she was there. She's trying to hook up. And yeah, and then she ends up hooking up with the leprechaun. Well, the leprechaun goes to kill her, and then yeah. he uh, does the deed. Yeah, he, he kills her, and the he leprechaun kills... has sex with a transvestite. That's, yeah, that's, that had to be in the movie. That's what for some reason. That's so he's killed all these people. The leprechaun and it's like gross like it's horrifying disgusting. and i'm not saying that not to the like transvestite, the but like it's the, it's the, the idea that the, the leprechaun would have sex with a transvestite yeah before he kills her but it's done like completely like these all these movies are tasteless but this is like the most tasteless part of it they had just to, just for the reason of doing it they did it and they yeah. also they this is why i say it's almost like an exploitation film is they they just throw a transvestite in so that they can make transvestite jokes yeah yeah it's yeah, really yeah. sad when the boys and the leprechaun engage in a fight for the flute, the leprechaun forces Stray Bullet to point his gun at Butch's head, threatening to kill him. Postmaster reluctantly... Com- uh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Postmaster reluctantly compiles, but Stray Bullet foolishly charges the leprechaun only to force him... Only to force him to shoot himself in the head while Postmaster P and Butch watch in horror. It's, oh, it's yeah, sad. I remember. That, that part is really legitimately sad. Yeah, that part they actually shot... It's the only good piece of heart in this yeah. whole movie. 
Um, so then, well, what's fucked up is they leave them in a car afterwards, yeah. and they just walk away. There's a lot of there's a lot there's a big trend in the series with people like the friends getting hurt and the other people just walking away without Don't doing care. anything yeah. with them. And I'm not love- gonna call his mother. I'm not gonna call. <laughs> and then the very next, yeah, the very next sentence, they watch in horror, and then Butch visits Postmaster P at his grandma's house. <laughs> And his, his grandma's him. blind, if yeah. you didn't know. Convinces, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, his grandma's blind for no reason. She has to feel their faces when they come in. For no reason other than jokes. Yeah. Um, when but, she meets the leprechaun, yeah. She oh, yeah. makes fun of him. Yeah, Ugly ass kid. Yeah, why are you so short? <laughs> um, so Postmaster P at his grandma's house and convinces him to use uh, a joint laced with four leaf clovers to strip the leprechaun of his powers in order to steal back the flu. Oh, they're hood kids, so they got to smoke weed now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. They really just... I mean, they're not even reaching at this point. They're just going for the lowest hanging fruit. So Postmaster P and Butch uh, visit the club in which the leprechaun has taken up residence dressed in drag. So they visit the club. He's in drag. Postmaster P P then breaks the leprechaun's spell on the zombie fly girls by having them smoke one of the clover joints in order to find the leprechaun. The duo... You can tell they really thought about this when they wrote it. The duo then goes upstairs to find the leprechaun who wants the dressed-up Postmaster P to give him a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean... Uh, uh, before proceeding any further, the leprechaun smokes the clover joint and passes out. You know, at some point... He's got to partake. At, yeah. at some point, a writer gave a script There's to, a green light on this. So, yeah, someone looked at this Reddit uh, and said, you know light. what? It's good. I think we got a winner here. Yeah, here's a million dollars. You had me at, you had me at blowjob. You had me at, you had me at in Listen the hood. Man, yeah, this, this is not no, there's no Moby Dick here. Okay. You had me at iced tea. <laughs> yeah, definitely not Shakespeare. This is the one time we're gonna get iced tea. Yeah. Um. No. No longer under the effects. Oh wait. Hold on. Okay. The boys oh, then take the flu and head downstairs, only to be intercepted by Mac Daddy, who shoots Butch, killing him. This is another exceptionally sad scene. Yeah. Where they shoot Butch, who is supposed to be like, um, he's supposed to be like the simple guy, you know. He's always just, he's just a big, he's a big dude, and his whole thing he's is just, gentle, yeah. yeah, he's just a gentle dude. He's always just hanging out. He means no harm, and so Mac Daddy just straight, he just shoots him, and he dies in a dress. Straight, yeah, ice and he's him. in a dress, and then, and that's one of the th- last things he says is, "Man, I don't want to die in a dress." Yeah, he says, "I don't want to <laughs> die in a dress," and, and he's then just he dead. Does. immediately dies after saying that. Yeah, and then Postmaster P re- retaliates by shooting Mac Daddy three times. No longer under the effects of clo- of the uh, of the clover, uh, the leprechaun comes downstairs and uses magic to pin Postmaster P against a, a girder. Postmaster P then distracts the leprechaun, allowing the bullet-ridden Mac Daddy to hit the leprechaun with a wooden chair. WWE style. Yeah. Um, a wooden chair. I just like how they specified wooden, but they didn't. Yeah. They also cut, like, complete pot holes out of it. They, 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 I don't know who wrote this. Um, it's just a plot line on synopsis. It doesn't matter who wrote this. Wikipedia, who gives a fuck. Um, immediately, uh, the leprechaun uses magic to explode Mac Daddy's torso, but with the last of his strength, Mac Daddy throws the magic amulet into the air. Cutting to a dark stage, which much, with this is a great scene, by the way. Cutting to a dark stage with much fog and a, a silhouetted Postmaster P rapping about how he's finally made it. It's he, the same hook. Yeah. Over, over and over. And over and over again. He's not rapping about how he made it. He just keeps saying, I made it. And that's <laughs> it. Yeah, just over and over. I made it. And then uh, he moves to the he moves to the forefront where his eyes are hidden be- behind sunglasses. He removes the sunglasses to show that his, uh, 
His irises glow a neon green, which indicates that he is under the leprechaun's spell. Um, that's a recurring theme, too, throughout this film, is that whoever is it whoever has the amulet, they get green eyes or something like that. Well, no, the, the amulet... Whoever well, the listens is, to the flute. Well, what yeah. you guys forgot is, uh, after it shows his eyes, it shows the leprechaun... Uh, at a table close to him, and he says, "I taught him everything on everything he knows." And <laughs> I taught him everything you know. So I guess like Mac, uh, what's his name, Postmaster P. Yeah, he's now very famous. But uh, took Mac I'm not Daddy's sure place essentially. I'm not sure if he's under his spell or if the leprechaun is now his manager. Yeah, and I also love how he's super famous, but he's playing at like a bar. Yeah. Um, By the way, afterwards yeah. we get treated to what is amazing: uh, the leprechaun raps. Yeah, oh, so with, right the, here, with the three fly girls, you know, yeah, right yeah. in. So after his, uh, so it says and they are he, fucking fly. <laughs> he removes the sunglasses to show that his irises are neon green, which indicates that he's under Leprechaun spell. The Leprechaun is now a music manager, which, yes, who took over the music world. That's what it says. <laughs> it says he took over the. That's music, what it says the music in the script. World. When you're watching the film, they're just in a room and he's just dancing and rapping that's all yeah. i don't know where this plot somebody had a much deeper meaning i think this is meaning. like a cut scene and yeah. they just added it to the end because it's fucking hilarious and then the leprechaun then tells the audience that he taught postmaster p everything he knows before rapping about being an evil leprechaun <laughs> and it's honestly probably the the best written piece of uh you know lyrics in the yeah. whole movie warwick when i say warwick gives it his all in this rapping scene he gives it his all he does not fuck around <laughs> one bit he raps as if like he's so serious about it and i love it so much like you think like listen guys it, it goes uh it goes nas warwick davis tupac warwick davis <laughs> goes nas nas tupac warwick davis dr dre dr dre warwick davis warwick davis <laughs> not not not, 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 not warwick there. davis wu-tang's not even in there yeah it's just Warwick Davis. Yeah. <laughs> so that's. I'm pretty sure Wu Tang Clan offered him a a, a role in <laughs> in the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. Loopton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Loopton. His name Big alone. Loop. Big, loop. Big G. So okay, let's go. Then we have Back to the Hood. Back to the Hood, which was released in 2003, is uh, obviously the sequel to In the Hood, and we just watched this syphilitic fever dream of a movie yeah it is it now in the hood had a lot of bright points when it comes to it actually is like a sound movie that makes sense yeah. for the most part it, it's like a hallmark the, movie by itself if there was no leprechaun in it yeah the leprechaun throws it off but the thing is it's warwick davis and he, he gives it his all and it's very good i don't um, know how many times we said warwick davis gives it his all yeah. but he he did not give this it at all at all. Well, yeah. Okay, well, also in in the hood, you have Ice T, who is someone you can at least it's it's something yeah, besides this one, Warwick. This one's just all like Canadian B actors. Yeah, because in the hood you could watch and have fun, but in Back to the Hood, which is the last film of the franchise released with Davis in it. Well, not yeah. Also with Davis, but also it's the last one with any of like this type of cast or crew or any Production under this team. umbrella. Yeah. So Back to the Hood, which we just watched, which is part six. In the series came out in 03. So it's six movies in 10 years. It's the most forgettable hour and a half you mm -hmm. could even spend. This is, yeah. And they, they went from Trimark to uh, Lionsgate, which oh, is. Oh, man. Lionsgate. Lionsgate is awesome. Um, I, they have Not balls for releasing this. Yeah. They're known for, like, they've done the, the Saw movies. They've done a lot of other uh, films. This was not their best. No. Let's just no. say that. Um, 
This is nobody's best. This is probably best. when they like first started getting off the ground or something. Yeah, it it was. It was right after uh, original Saw or something around there. But no, so original Saw came out in like oh four. Yeah. It was and right this around came out there. In, like oh two. This came out in oh threes, and then it came out December like thirtieth of oh three. I don't know so. any of the dates, but what you're talking about, this movie should not have come out. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's okay. They, they should have left it in the hood. Yeah, the opening, which I actually didn't mind too much. It was an animated prologue that reveals the origins of the Leprechauns as a whole. And it was actually done decently well. It had very good like art direction. You could tell the creative team was trying. The animation was okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's... the intro animation was fucking amazing. Yeah. It's a book opening, and it explained in you know visual form where he came from and all that. Like what the mm-hmm. origin of leprechauns, but like that leprechauns were actually like good beings that would like guard gold for uh, certain kings, and then like eventually the leprechauns went back into nature, but. There was one leprechaun who I guess was just evil as Came shit. Came from hell. Yeah, and he refused yeah. to fucking uh, go back into nature, and he just... Uh, evil piece of shit. Held on to his gold. So, I mean, I could read the whole plot. And that was the only good part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is literally the like the 1% of this movie that is amazing. I could like, read the whole plot, but for the most part, it's pretty much just... The, awful. Just Yeah, awful. these groups of... Once Him again, trying to find his gold, honestly. He's just trying to get all of his gold back. Yeah, this group of, once again, just stereotypical black characters find gold it's it's almost as if a 45 year old man um it basically it's almost as if a 45 year old white guy from like rodeo drive uh basically was just like hey i want to make, make a movie about uh black people in the hood it's, it's a lot of parts are like sickening other parts i just feel bad for all the actors um but for the most part they're pretty much they just find his gold somehow and then he comes and wants to kill him now, this movie made me so sad because Warwick does not care at all. Dude, he does not channel it. I don't he know I don't know if they just didn't fuck. write him any any like lines or anything like that. I feel like the direction they took it was it was more about these characters than it was about the leprechaun because all the other movies were about him going places and doing things with other characters. Mm-hmm. This time it's more or less about these characters. And the movie starts off with a, a priest some guy he, he had the gold and he was trying to run away from the leprechaun and the leprechaun has his rainbow shows him exactly where the gold is and i don't need to read that i just watched this piece of shit well, they didn't fucking see it you, th- you think i'm gonna forget this after i just spent an hour of my my these life poor poor this? people listening to us discuss this film they yeah. we've discussed the same film six times in a row pretty much <laughs> well pretty much the entire movie is just him going after his gold and yeah following oh, wow these, really fo- following these characters Following these characters who don't do a very good job of acting, no. they're, they're they're written so horribly. Yeah, but they just go after these actors, and you could tell they didn't really put anything into the writing. It's just it was really just a cash grab. And Warwick, yeah. I, I think Warwick either recognized that or they didn't write him any parts because he just gave a flat fucking. Uh, just give a flat performance. This no was rhymes. this was the last no film. rhymes at all. That this, was really upsetting. This was the last film that Warwick was in, and he uh, he has no he has no one liners, no no rhymes, no nothing of I value. Think he speaks the least. Yeah, he only has yeah. maybe what twenty five lines. There's like no heart in his his dialogue. It's basically the same thing that happened with uh, In the Hood, where it's a movie that could just be a movie on its own if you take the Leprechaun out. But the mm-hmm. thing is, with this one, they took out the comedy and they just made it. A yeah, if you take if you take out the Leprechaun, this movie is so pointless and so bad. And when you put him in it, do it's not worse. watch this. It's worse because he doesn't yeah. care. 
point, one of the guys, they sell his gold. They sell the leprechaun's gold, and he goes to buy weed, and he, like, walks back with two what looks like garbage bags filled with glass or uh, it's it's clearly grass clippings, grass clippings. yeah and it, it's just it, it's so fucking bad and in the at least in in the hood they they said the n-word a lot and you could tell in this one they didn't want to do that so they made they only said it 20 times in the first 10 minutes yeah and then they made and then they use the characters to make suggestions to change it so they don't have to say it anymore and then they just don't like, say it like the, the the characters themselves recognized how bad it was yeah and then they switched it up because i'm gonna go to out on a whim i'm gonna go out on a whim screenwriter probably a white guy probably a white guy yeah so this film i could have done without um it is really sad though because it's the last one that warwick for obviously he's not going to come back for obvious reasons the last one he starred in yeah and it's it's very interesting but it's not interesting. Yeah, this one and part four <laughs> for me are the ones that really fall. At least part four had, at least part four is fun, you know. It's funny <clears throat> and and funny. And Warwick is also at his prime. Mm-hmm. He's has an active part in the movie. Yeah, so this one he's more or less just a shadow character, <laughs> which is weird because he has the coolest outfit in this. Yeah, one, I the, think so. That has the best makeup in this one. Yeah, makes no sense. It's complete waste. So, I was thinking. We could rank them. One through six. Well, we already know which one's the fucking worst. Yeah. Well, let's go. Okay, part six is the sixth. Uh, <laughs> we're going to rank number six at six. The last one's last. For sure. Uh, yeah. Back to the Hood is the worst one by far, which makes no sense because it's A, the newest one, in terms of the original series. Well, it makes sense all right, why it's last. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that also makes sense why it's last. But it's... Uh, in, in terms of like the uh, the way that how modern it is, this one has obviously the best. The CGI cameras. wasn't bad. It was just CGI yeah, wasn't horrible. Shit. Yeah, they used it really like. Uh, it, it was just interesting how they used it. Like they didn't do you. It wasn't too flashy. It wasn't too flashy, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like horrible. So to yeah, speak. it wasn't as bad. It's funny because at least in four they had so much cheesiness you could laugh at it, but this one it's so, they're taking themselves so serious. For a film that doesn't even have any good qualities, you know, She's and it doesn't even, poorly. Yeah, and you don't even have like an Ice T to fall back on to no. at least give you some sort Bunch of character. Of random depth. ass, all these brand actors. Yeah. So, is that one? And then there's part five. Uh, or this is your ranking, not everyone's. Yeah. I, what are you talking about? This is your personal ranking? I think. No, I we're all coming to agreement. Them. Yeah. So part. So the sixth one is part six. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Can see well, the fucking anger in his face. That's why we we're... can edit this part out. It's fine. <laughs> you can edit this in post. Let's just edit the whole the whole episode. <laughs> so that's why. So after. Okay. So six to six. What's the fifth best one? In your opinion, I that's this is this is where it gets hard. It's parts one through five. Four. Yeah. You think four is four the is like yeah, my yeah, half yeah. favorite now. Three okay. and four are probably in space, my favorite. For sure. So in space is I agree with that for sure. Because the only like redeeming part of being in space is that it's in space. Yeah, and you could just use the jokes and cliches that go along with that. Mm. Like Miss Dr. Mittenhand, which I will say Jesus creative Christ. character. You know creative. what's also great about space? Not racially insensitive. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so number so what what would you say is the fourth best one then? So we have we two. have four and six. Two? I would say two. I would say two as well, simply because it's not super good. It's not 
you know the worst for me it was yeah, just the best locks, yeah yeah for me it was just the main characters were so it's the least inoffensive i would say the main characters were so Except bad for the uncle yeah he was he yeah. had some comedic uh you know qualities but the the two main the the girl and the guy who are supposed to be like 1920 are so unbearably bad yeah. actors they have no good upside except when warwick's on screen i mean except for the the lawnmower scene yeah, yeah, there are the best scene. With there's that good guy. kills. There's good kills, but to me, it's just the rest of it. The, the movie. That's itself. also the one the, where the... he has the the go kart. No, that's like... the first one. No, no. no. The first Second. one he has a little mini kart. We went over this. The first one is he's on the fucking uh, the wheelchair. Yeah. And then the second one, he's in the go-kart with he the has skulls a, and shit. Yeah, he has a go-kart in, t- in two or three. But it goes through the kid because he has the coin for some reason, and it keeps him safe. He can't hurt his yeah. gold or something. I don't know. I, I just know that the, the shyster uncle has the... Shyster. like, Like, like the uncle is like, you know, give me the gold, and he makes it appear in his stomach. Yeah. yeah. And it kills him. <laughs> that was a rough watch. <laughs> and then he extrapolates it. Or he, he extracts it through his stomach. Mm-hmm. So, so number six Killing him. is six. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, the fifth best is when number He was alive. Four. He looked pregnant with gold in his stomach. The fourth best is number two. What's the third best? I think it's got to be... That This is where it gets real tough. Because I think I we're all going to have different opinions. In the hood. In the hoods? Yeah, I think so. Too. I think, yeah, I think... I think in the hood, just because it's not, because you're you're already so far away from the first film, mm-hmm. and you're taking such a deep turn, and it's also it's just the stereotypes, man. If they really just didn't make it so damn stereotypical, and it just, was, I mean, it was, it was it had some in it, but I, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the the one after that. Oh yeah, not even close. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it really played into its niche. Yeah, and then for number two. Number two, so now we have all we number have left is spot. the first one in part three, which I think three would have to be number two. So just because the slapstick. That's that's how I feel, Justin. I know this is your golden child. I believe is part three. Is I, I can live with this. With and I think number one is number one just because yeah. of how you know good it is. It's classic. Yeah. So we got four. So in rankings. Yeah. So. Kid can't do math. I'm not doing math. Carry over the four. What we have next? Three? What? You didn't write them down. No, I did. I was trying to listen and fucking talk and try to put some, something. Can't do too much. I'm trying to give something to the. So the worst one was number six? Yeah. Then three. Two, okay, yeah. So it's one, three, four. Four is not. I know. It's one, three, five. You're being such a dick right now. <laughs> it's one, three, five, four, six. So the best one is obviously the first one, um, which I think we can all agree. Second best one, number three, in Las Vegas. Fifth best is in the hood, or third best is in the hood. <laughs> Fourth best is in L.A. Fifth best is in space. And six best is back to the hood, which seems about right. Because all these movies, I mean, they're all kind of on the same wavelength for the most part. It's very hard Cheesy, to rank them. Cheesy, campy, yeah. slash horror, just creature with some features. comedy into it. But hey, if you're just looking for a good time, you got nothing to do. 
it's a fucking weekend. A yeah, you just got food lying around or something. You just need something to do for an hour and a half. They're all they're all an hour and a half, hour twenty five. Got food lying around. Got food lying around. <laughs> yeah, I, I I keep a lot of food uh, hung up on hooks. I keep it around. It's, Liam has a pizza box under his bed. It's been yeah. there for two weeks. Yeah, it's there. But if you got Fucking, like a lazy, you looking Sunday, under my bed as we're saying that. You get a lazy Sunday when I get rid of. You could just waste your time watching these movies. So, if you got nothing else to do, and you need to watch a flick, and you don't want to take it serious, just fucking watch. Don't want to use your brain too much. Honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you want to see some pinnacle act. Warwick Davis is not. I mean, he definitely fits the script. Yeah. Yeah. There's there, like, there's some cheesy '90s like fake boobery going yeah. on here. <laughs> boobery. Let's just say all all the lead women in these movies are. Pretty attractive. Yeah. Yeah, they do that on purpose, obviously, because that you need a qual, you need something of some sort of quality, <laughs> something you can muster up so that it keep the audience entertained. Which is sad, but it's the '90s. But besides Doctor Mittenhand, I do not know any of these characters' names. <laughs> Doctor Mittenhand. Mitten Spider. <laughs> yeah, Mitten Spider. <laughs> I don't know Mitten any spider. of their names. Could you could you oh, name yeah. one of the lead actresses' names? No. Fuck. Besides, All I can think of is the, the... The ones we just watched. The actress that I had a crush on in, in the hood. What's her name? Oh, fuck. Sherry Jackson. There we go. Sherry Jackson. <laughs> the, is that the actress name? That from the Holy shit. From memory. Yeah, she's done like three films. Justin's like, I remember. Hey, Justin, what do you know about the Leprechaun series? I know yeah. Mitten Spider and... <laughs> I do. Sherry Jackson. I do love Mint. I love. I do. Is that, I, is that the character's name? No, it's the actress's name. Yeah. <laughs> Where does she IMDb. live? Oh, she lives over in LA. So, dude, we just watched In the Hood, and I cannot tell you Back any to the of hood. the. It's. We oh, that's yeah, right. Back whatever. To the hood. We just watched Back to the Hood, and I swear to God, I cannot tell you any of the fucking characters. Somebody, names. somebody's name was Emily, I think. Yeah, that's right. The lead, the lead girl, lead girls, name was, uh, Emily. Forgettable. Um. Yeah. There is nothing. That's how bad that movie was. The movie. It was just a complete cash grab for no reason. Poor Warwick Davis, who finally hung it. He hung up the spikes, as they say, yeah. after this film, which I understand. Even though they went on to make two more of them, um, which were funded by the WWE, well, of I mean, all he, people. Well, no, he, no, he, no, they made one more that was made uh, by WWE, who yeah. bought the rights to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like doesn't even have like the, the same concept. No, it's and completely different. The one film. after that was bought by, well, not bought by, but... It, it was in sci-fi the the channel sci-fi mm-hmm. yeah and it was like a revamp of it but it was just not they're only related by name yeah it was just not there he didn't hang up his spikes he hung up his lucky charms hung yeah up spurs <laughs> hung them up charms. now so if you got nothing else to do and you're just hanging out watch one of these movies watch all of them like we did if you want to kill some time in brain cells you could watch yeah, these movies <laughs> yeah uh we didn't initially do this just for the podcast but we figured we might as well go f- balls deep since we're <laughs> you know since we're already into it we already watched like two of them and we were interested in them simply just because we like we're trash and we like those kind of movies <laughs> so i hope well, we thought they would be okay because the first one was good, but yeah, man, were we wrong? Yeah, we were definitely shit. wong. <laughs> Especially this last one, Jesus Christ! I so, want my time back. This is episode two. Uh, I hope it wasn't too bad. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening to us. Yeah, thanks I hope for listening to us ramble about shitty yeah, movies. A, man. Yeah, this, you, I feel like this is just nothing but a like nonstop ramble. It's bullshit. Like, especially my portions. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks for listening to us complain about these movies. Yeah, yeah basically, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, if you're listening, I hope you listen to the next episode, the one before this. Um, and keep listening to the Agent Orange podcast. Yeah, also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, our editor, 
Ramon Rodriguez. If you want to get some work done, this guy is amazing. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, which is Ramreezy, R-A-M-R-E-E-Z-Y. He does, um, I believe, audio, just software, just engineer. audio technical stuff. Everything yeah, you so... can want with, like, recording. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave his. Uh, we'll give something to do info. with this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking a. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll hopefully see you back next week.